Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Samantha's almost halfway to retirement age. That's the second time you've said that. I'm cutting the other part out and just saving that one for me. I'm just going to listen to that one when I'm down in the dumps. You know you're only three weeks younger than me, right? Yeah, but you're always going to be older than me. Unless I die. (laughs) Win-win. You know, it's, you know, it's just, I'm helping here. No, trust me, this movie will be my life. Oh, yeah. I could push you down the fucking steps, and I would be freaking out, slash, doing a jig in my head, and then I would be in the other room, and all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, we have a problem. I'm like, what the fuck? That, that That is my luck. That is my life. So I have no question whatsoever. If I'm ever found at the bottom of the stairs, you know who pushed me down. Nobody, because your clumsy ass would have fallen on the fucking stairs. I don't fall downstairs. I fall upstairs. That's a dumber. That's dumber. How do you fall upstairs? You fall up them. You've done it before. Shut the fuck up. That's not falling. That's tripping. Falling upstairs is like you fall and all of a sudden like you're like a wacky wall crawler and you're just making your way up. I do what needs to be done. Uh huh. It's October twenty fourth, two thousand eighteen. This is technically one of our two Halloween episodes, I guess. <laughs> Halloween falling on a Wednesday. Uh, I think last week we said we were going to watch Repulsion. Well, we decided to not. We'll watch that next week for like basically what is our official Halloween episode because it's airing on November first. So we'll be doing that then. Maybe you'll get an early midnight showing. Well, also technically, technically. Our Halloween episode is going to be able on Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash arcade audio. Hashtag Halloween Creep 2K18. Halloween everywhere, man. Mm-hmm. Like four Halloween episodes. It, um, on top of Welcome to Haddonfield, on top of everything else we got going on there, Married Movies has their own Halloween episode. Samantha, with two of our uh, former guests, Carly Coffey and Tatiana Aragon, uh, watched the movie Practical Magic. Uh, the, a film that is not canon in our series because it is a special episode it and we do not own canon. it. Canon. Nope. It's canon to me. That's good for you. It's canon you on to me, head. damn it. Uh, that episode will be airing on Halloween, so go to patreon.com slash arcade audio if you're not paying your five bucks every single month to get bonus content. Go over there, make sure you're getting it so you can listen to it on top of all the other great stuff we have over there. Um, but our normal episodes, if you're new here, every week we discuss movies. We discuss... Life. Life. We... Hate each hate other. Hate each other. Because that's marriage. And yeah, that's what we do. So life is life. I realize, I, I think we didn't do this last week either. What did we split? I don't remember. You are supposed to talk about Venom. That's what I was building too. That's what I'm doing right now. So, uh, 
if we've watched the movie in theaters, we normally talk about it up front, not like super spoilerly or whatever. So I have a, a story to regale everyone with. A couple week weekends ago, I went with two good friends from work afterwards to have some dinner, and then we went all pretty buzzed slash intoxicated to go see Venom because I go see every superhero movie stupidly despite the reviews and look the reviews everything said this is going to be so much fun to go in and hate like literally to my two favorite Venom reviews were this movie is basically Tom Hardy's demo reel if he wants to remake Liar Liar and Tom Hardy is a combination of like Captain Jack Sparrow and Tommy Wiseau in the room. And I'm like, I am so ready for this. <laughs> Those two things I am all in for. So we go, I sit, I watch it, and it was just bad. Like, it wasn't fun bad. You know, like, that. that is maybe the most egregious thing that I can watch, is a movie that I'm anticipating to be bad, and, is and it? it's just bad. Like, I can't even have fun enjoying how bad it was. It was boring. Story made no fucking sense. It's just a hodgepodge of CGI noise. If I can rank bad superhero movies, it would go Man of Steel. As number one, like the worst. Well, like like recent, like past like five, six years. Like as the worst. Man of Steel. Is the worst. Yeah. Uh, Man of Steel. Suicide Squad. Almost the worst. Batman versus Superman. Kind of the worst. Venom. It's okay. Justice League. It's still just okay. I sat okay. through it. Yeah. Like, that That would be what it is. So it's better than all that DC crap except Justice League. But it's still just awful. The highlight of the film, if I can share this. Uh, so I went with my friends Javier and Justin. Uh, Javier and I can hold our liquor um, because we're old men. Uh, we're both in our 30s. and Javier is 17. Javier turns 31 Friday. <laughs> Javier is 17. So, um... Justin had had uh, a couple too many at dinner, um, which probably Ubered, and had apologized to the Uber driver because he wouldn't stop talking, um, which is probably why she dropped us off behind the movie theater. Um, and Justin is the biggest Spider-Man fan probably on the planet. Literally, when Avengers Infinity War came out, he had his Spider-Man costume on underneath his work clothes. Yeah, because that's what you do Yeah, like when you're Spider-Man. You got the PS4, fucking Spider-Man, PlayStation, like this guy, Spider-Man is his hero. So Venom, you know, kind of goes hand in hand with that. And this motherfucker fell asleep with like 45 minutes to go in the movie. Javier nudges me in the middle of the movie and tells me Justin's asleep. And every theater now has recliners. It's super comfy. Like, I get it. You know? I get it. I still sat my ass through it. Movie ends. Justin's still asleep. Uh, people are getting up. There's a post-credit sequence. That is literally just an extended preview of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that he's super excited to see. Sleeps through the whole goddamn thing. The guy next to him, I think, noticed, because the guy next to him got up so quietly. <laughs> and uh, long story short, too late, we proceeded to leave Justin there asleep for over 30 minutes. Pictures, videos abound. It was the last, the last movie playing in that theater, so... Uh, if you worked in a movie theater, little trick. The last showing in each theater, the... You don't have to clean up. The Usher crew doesn't clean because there's an overnight yes. crew to deep clean it. So we literally could have just left him there forever. 
We went outside. Well, no, I mean, you still have to do well, theater walk. Well, he still woke up. No, if it's broken down, you don't do a walk. No, you still do theater walks. At the end of the night? Yeah. Oh, I guess, like, they were to check the scene. But normally, like, those movies that go up first, the cleaning crew goes in there. Like, normally, like, whatever theater get broken down first, like, the cleaning crew starts there. So they technically clear it. Mm. No, the cleaning crew would never even be there when we got there. Yes, they would. Yes, no, they, they would. wouldn't. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. Okay. Absolutely. Positive. Sure. There I were... did more closings at no, 3 a.m. on a Saturday night. Why do you did. insist on doing this? I know what the fuck I'm talking okay. about. There'd be cleaning crews already in the theaters because they would literally have the vacuum already plugged in all the way down at the hallway. And you would go in and say hi to them. They spoke no fucking English. Um, took videos, took photos, left him there, came back. Took every piece of food and drink that was in the theater, put it all around him so it confused him when he woke up, and then finally he just kind of awkwardly woke up and found us outside. We were literally willing to wait another 45 minutes just to see how long he was going to be asleep. Uh, So yeah, I'll put those up somewhere for everyone can see those videos and and stuff. So that's how exciting Venom was. The most uh, entertaining part was my friend being asleep for an hour and a half. That's my Venom review. You have anything? Cool, no. So exciting. I don't go to the movies by myself. I didn't go by myself. I, I don't go without you. We are hopefully going to have something for you next week. If the timing works out. I not be a fucking star is born. I don't know why you are shitting all over. I'm not like, shitting on it. The I'm... best reviewed movie of the year that we have in our movie league. And I love that. I just don't want to see it. You know what's happened recently with all the movies you have not wanted to see? There Will Be Blood, you ended up really liking it. Split, you gave it a fucking 10. What else? I never said 1776. I never said enjoyed I, it. I never said I didn't want to see Split. We hadn't seen the first one, which is why I didn't go see it in theater. <laughs> so your recent like record of... Pish-poshing movies is ask pretty me, poor. Ask me how many fucks I give. None. Okay. I give zero fucks about your opinion. So you just are delaying huh? the fact that huh? we're going to go see this huh? movie. Huh? You're going to fucking huh? like it. Huh? And we could have huh? seen this so far huh? away ago. Huh? huh? And mind you, we had to watch this shit last night. Your f- recommendation. Whoa. Yeah, let's get into it. Whoa, whoa, Let's whoa. get into it. You're calling this movie shit? Let's this get into it. This is a classic. Let's get into it. Classic Robert Zemeckis film. Let's get into Death it. Death Becomes Her was our movie. In one small bottle, the fountain of youth, the secret of eternal life, the power of an ancient potion. What was that? I'm sorry. The secret of eternal life. That didn't sound good. Go on. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I can't wait to fucking come back and haunt you. Can't fucking wait. Mm-hmm. Oscar-winning actress Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn star with Bruce Willis in Robert Zemeckis's outrageous entertaining comedy about greed, vanity, sex, immortality, life, and death. Isabella Rossellini is a beautiful enchantress who changes their lives and deaths forever in this hilarious dark comedy with groundbreaking special effects that the Chicago Tribune calls diabolically inventive. Totally original, like nothing you've ever seen before, says Cinema Showcase. You can go fuck yourself. 
The perfect reading of the back of the box. The visual on your face of Isabella Rossellini was worth it. Well, because I was a little nervous about that name. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get off with murder on so many of these. No, what? I could nitpick, but I don't. Are you kidding? Fine, be nitpicky. Be nitpicky and your score of seven fuck-ups for uh, 11 movies would be a hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. Zero... For Death Becomes Her. So, and my fuck-ups of four on 17 movies, 17 boxes, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, fine. What episode number is this? I don't remember. Two-something. Were, were 219 or 220, I okay. think. Okay. So, I watched this movie a lot as a kid. I don't know why. Really? Uh, I think I remember seeing this in theaters. I could totally see this being one of your mom's favorite movies. I remember seeing this in theaters with my mom and my grandmother. Oh, I was going to say, if it was your mom and dad, did you sit in between them? No. My, I haven't met my father at this point. Things were peeling back the curtain here. This came out in 1992. When did they meet? 1996. 1995. They got married in 1996. Um, so I remember seeing this in theaters and just like watching it on TV or like on tape a bunch and having like this really, really fond memory of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I picked it against whatever bullshit Shyamalan you you put up. Signs. Signs, yeah. yeah. It's what we ultimately went with, because we didn't own Carrie. And I actually like The Sixth Sense, so I don't want it to be like banned from picking. So we watched this last night. It's been a very, very long time since I've watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Really? I didn't like it. What's wrong with you? I, I, I more so think what's wrong with my childhood and why, like, I liked it so much. I didn't like it. It's such a 1992 movie. How could you not like a Robert Zemeckis film? Well, oh, and fuck you. I should get double points for saying Zemeckis's correctly. No. Congratulations. That's they actually spelled it wrong, too. That might have helped you. They spelled it without the C. <laughs> they got it right oh, everywhere yeah, else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just... I fell asleep in this movie. I, I yeah, like you fell asleep. I fell asleep... It uh, it just bored me. It honestly bored me. It I don't think it's aged well, which is kind of ironic. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. I said to you at one point, I was like, "How far into this movie I, are and we?" I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to bring it up because like it takes an it takes fifty one minutes fifty one minutes get into the movie of this hour and forty three yes. minute movie to get into Meryl Streep dying the meat and potatoes of it yeah. so it took 51 minutes of setting up the exposition and character development and stuff but and it, and, and it feels it and it's painful cause like I was like <laughs> I when disagree. are we when are we getting when are we getting here and that's that's just literally her falling on the stairs so you still have to go through like her going to the morgue and dealing with uh, I think once that happens then the rest of the movie goes real quick it goes too quick because then you literally only have another 50 minutes. You could have done the first 50 minutes of this movie in 20 minutes, and it had been fine. I didn't need to see Fat Suit Goldie Hawn in a, a Santa Asylum. I know, but this Asylum. was also 1992, so it was a little matter. different. They were, whatever. I think this movie's a classic. I dream about pushing you down the stairs. No, we've talked about how we'd kill each other. Let's yeah. let's update it real quick. Oh yeah, so let's update it. For those of you keeping track of home, how Samantha and I would kill each other. Yeah. How would you kill me? 
No, oh, please, ladies first. How would I kill you? I would put arsenic in your mac and cheese. Right, so that's still just it. Like, you're not creative at all? Like, Well, I mean, look, that's pretty creative. I always change my answer to you. Cool. Yeah. Um, no, I think that that's the easiest way to do it because I know that you'd eat your mac and cheese. Yeah. Like, I know it would work. But that's also how I would want to go. So, like, you're really like, giving me my last wish. Like, I'm eating mac and cheese, I'm going to fucking die. Like, you, I'm still stealthy. I'm going to put way. eye drops in your mac and cheese then. Well, so I'm just going to poop a bunch? Like, what? What difference is it? Is mac and cheese is involved? I'm going out the way I want to go out. Cool, cool. I'm leaving you, and I'm eating mac and cheese. I'm se- beam me up, baby. Let's go home. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking grinning from ear to ear. I'm happy. So I'm saying you got to update it. Cool. I'll drown you in the bathtub. That's much better. There you go. I'll see? push you in a pool. There you go. Since you don't know how to swim. There you go. Our two-year-old daughter knows how to swim. No, she doesn't. She, she does a be, lot better than you do. She doesn't do. have to be dunked in water for two. I can stand in any pool you put me in. That's not true. There's a lot of pools that are eight feet deep. I can still stand in it. I'm just going <laughs> to drown. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, so how have I killed you before? Just strangling you with my bare hands would be extremely satisfying. I think that was last time. Uh, I think it's I would just poison your cheese before. Um, how about this time? I have Fuck, a very strong know. stomach. I don't think it would work. No, 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 I know. Um, God damn. I just want to, like, I fucking just stab you right between the fucking eyeball brows. <laughs> just, just take something and just fucking. Why are you so violent? Just Why? Right there. Like, are you constantly thinking about ways no. you're going to kill me? No, just when these podcasts come up, I just relish the opportunity. <laughs> It's made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> so we'll, we'll tackle this the next time, you know, ah, spouses kill each other on the podcast. I think we could just probably stay away from this topic. And I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Note to self. Strike this from the record as a worst case scenario. Um, yeah, it just takes way too long to get to the fucking point. Like, the first 50 minutes are... It's not funny. I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. It's a black comedy, so black comedies you're not always gonna like have laugh out loud moments, but it's it's not particularly funny. There's not a single good person in this whole thing. Uh, there's no like redeeming qualities to anybody, mm-hmm. so it's hard to like kind of have like a vested stake in the movie. Um, it just meanders around. It's it hasn't aged well. Like the groundbreaking special effects for the time. We're cool. Now it just looks kind of corny and, and weird. Um, I, I think there's uh, two really good actors in this movie um, who do a, a, a fine job, you know, but are still kind of a little too big and a little too, I don't know, like like the the, what's the right word I'm looking for? Like, how grandiose this movie tries to feel kind of, like, makes it, like, operatic in, like, some of the performances. Like, it feels false at all times. Like, they're putting on this, like, stage performance instead of a movie in in some of, like, their acting. I stuff. think that you maybe had a fever dream while you were sleeping. No, I just didn't. I, I think I, you I, fell asleep I, and you fell asleep you don't know what you I because the movie wasn't seeing. entertaining me, is what it was. And it sucks. Like, I used to watch this movie all the fucking time. And I guess I just didn't fucking get it. I think the audience and myself, like child, 
child Chris Mullet better than adult Chris Mullet, who thinks that he's a film Just, uh, critic. So, spoiler alert, I'm, I'm going to take a page from you at the end of the podcast, because this was your nomination, so I get to nominate two movies. I'm nominating two movies I loved as a kid that are also, like, 90s, like, PG-13 cool, comedy so we're classics. we're hate those movies, too. And that's why I'm getting pretty... That's why I'm nominating them to see what, what the deal is. And those... You just like destroying your those, childhood. I think that's what it is. Those are... One of which was already panned as fuck by critics. One of them, I think, had a little bit better reaction, but still is right, known we'll as there. like... Let's, let's yeah. get there. Let's get there, okay? So, so you love this movie, so... I love this movie. I mean, it's a classic. I don't see how you can not like this movie, to be quite honest. I mean, it's... I mean, when I, when I saw this movie... I hadn't seen anything like this, really. Um, I think now this genre, this, like, uh, death-defying, supernatural uh, kind of movie is, is now completely over overrun. But it's also not really overrun in a comedic aspect, I'd say. No, there's, a, like, a, like, a lot of, like, apocalyptic mm, comedy. Let me three. Huh? Let me one. One. Example. Of like a funny movie about people dying. Mm-hmm. Dead. Well, like warm bodies. Okay, it's a zombie movie. Technically, they're zombies. I'll, I'll, Am I wrong? I'll give you Am that. Am I wrong? I'll give you that. I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and I love Meryl Streep, and I love Goldie Hawn, and I think it's so weird that Bruce Willis has hair. Because I can't even remember a role of his, another a different role of his that has hair. Like, Bruce, is Bruce there Bruce. another role where yeah, he has Die hair? Hard. Die Hard, yeah. I haven't seen any Die Hard movies. Oh, God. So, but it's just so weird to see him with hair. Like, it doesn't even look, it feels like Bruce Willis, but it doesn't look like Bruce Willis, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just strange. But, I mean, I the reason I had mentioned it took 51 minutes to get to the death is because I agree the build-up to... The meat and potatoes of this movie and what this movie is about um, did take rather long. There was a lot of exposition. They really wanted to establish the connection of these characters and what they meant to each other. And, and I don't even remember, like, how were Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, like, They were friends, friends from childhood. And, and Childhood so friends. Meryl Streep basically always just steals the man from Goldie Hawn's life, has this, like, fucking mental breakdown, but then in turn, you know... Both their lives go to shit. He becomes this alcoholic. She becomes this flame-out actress. And then Goldie Hawn gets her life back. and With her one goal of killing. Yeah. And then, and then still character. tries to, you know, take her man back and kill Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep Doesn't finds die. the Fountain of Youth, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, the potion from... Uh, Isabella uh, Rossellini. The Tits McGee and... Hey, um, not everyone can pull off a shirt like that. Sure. Uh, that's, you can't call that a shirt. Not everyone can pull off a bandana cover like that. You can't call <laughs> That is a... Bejeweled bandana. That is a necklace chandelier. <laughs> that's what that is. That is true. Um, and yeah, and then, the, and then finally you get the meat and potatoes. And then, like, the meat and potatoes of the, pot, of the, uh, of the movie, like, goes by so quick. Like... You get one, you get one shocking death, and then like the follow up for, it. and that's the only part like I really like is like the immediacy of like her reacting to it, going to the doctor, uh, Sidney Pollock being funny, um, the doctor, and then, yeah, and then and then her to, heading up in the morgue. yeah, her I like the morgue all and that. Back, and then Goldie Hawn gets there, 
And then it immediately goes into her, like, and that reveal, which you know is coming, even if you saw this movie in theaters, you knew it was coming. Well, it didn't help that the poster has her with a giant hole in her stomach. Um, and they kind of fight it out, and then it's just on... Then all of a sudden, like, they're friendly now, because they have to be... They're frenemies. This movie made frenemies before frenemies were a thing. They're frenemies. And then... The so they, because even in the latter half of the movie, they're still having that competition, they're still arguing, they're still doing all of that, because they're frenemies. And it's them figuring out that they're, the rest of their lives are going to be like this, so they need, you know, Ernest, Bruce Willis' character, to live forever. And then immediately, just like, I feel like it just goes right to... Like, this weird... I don't remember the party at all. I feel like the party was a deleted scene where, like, there's Elvis there and Andy Warhol and Marilyn Monroe and all these people. Yeah, I don't remember like, that. I don't remember that at I fucking all. I don't remember all. that. And then, uh... Yeah, he, like, he says no. And, like, falls into the pool. Pres- presumably to his death. No, because he gets out of the fucking well, pool I, and... Yeah. They think to his yeah. death. And then it just cuts to, like... 37 years later, which is a really odd number. Yeah. And by him, the way. like, so he got divorced and, like, went and had, like, a full life and enjoyed it. And then they are just the back, like, material, like, like, basically turning into dust. And they fall yeah, down the stairs and they're pieces. Because they're, they're dead bodies. They're zombies. They're decaying. Yeah. Because yeah. they're zombies. Uh-huh. I just, I just didn't, I just didn't dig it this go around. I, I did. Didn't. I did. I always dig it because you can't put, I, you, I don't know. You can't put Meryl Streep in a movie like this and not have her, not have me I have do her wish, hook me. I do wish we had Meryl, more Meryl Streep like this. Like I want Meryl Streep to do like a fucking comedy with Paul Rudd. Oh my god! And just god. like get zany, like yeah, because I like this is like my favorite Meryl Streep. This movie is, I think, what made me fall in love with her and like love everything she's in. Um, because she's Back just in the day this. Meryl Streep could get it. I mean, you saw? I have to add 1992 Meryl Streep to my list. What? 1992? What about 1992 Goldie Hawn? Nope. No, thank you. No? No. No? Not a Goldie Hawn fan. Gentlemen prefer blondes? No. I'm not. You know I'm not a blonde guy. But in this, I prefer... You better not be. I prefer Meryl Streep to Goldie Hawn. Let's, I always prefer Meryl Streep to Let's update my Goldie list. Hawn. Or let's like let everyone know what my list is at the moment. Okay. So your list is... Um, J.K. Simmons. Yep. Anna Kendrick. <laughs> the first one. Maggie Smith. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Hey, 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 like 80s, 70s, 80s Maggie Smith. 70s, 80s Maggie Smith, my bad. Not that right now I still wouldn't do it. But Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, of Ingrid Bergman. Uh-huh. Helen Mirren. Yep. J.K. Rowling. Yep, I have a type. Jesus Christ. Vanessa Shaw. Yep. Alessandra from Master of None. Yeah. Robert Redford. Yep. Naomi Scott. Yep. Alf. Yep. Amy Jo Johnson, yep. and 1992 Meryl Streep. Really? It's been a long drought for my list there. Yeah. You want to hear my list? Sure. Ryan Gosling. Ugh. George Clooney. Fucking predict. Jesus Christ. Anna Kendrick. Good Lord. Bradley Cooper. How riveting. He's Chris in your fucking, Pratt. You want to go see fucking A Star is Born? Chris Pratt. Jennifer Lawrence. Uh-huh. Zach Efron. Yeah. Harrison Ford, uh-huh. Naomi Scott, uh-huh. Michael Fassbender, uh-huh. Sandra Bullock, yeah. 1990s Christina Applegate, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Way to have a fucking imagination. Good lord. Like, how creative. Your loins are boring. Uh, 
I'm fucking Alf and J.K. Simmons. I, I got two fucking hands full of hair and whatever the fuck Alf's dick looks like. And... Oh, you're... Oh, can I have uh, Ryan Gosling and George Clooney? Good lord. You're just jealous. No, I'm not. I have imagination. Mm-hmm. I have fun. Mm-hmm. In the sack. Yeah. Um, do you really want that to turn into this kind of podcast? No, I do not. Besides the uh, the extremely long prelude to the... Deaths. Action. Until death becoming them. Um, is there anything else you did not like about the movie? Um, no. No, I think everything else I enjoyed. I mean, favorite? I can have this movie come on and I just leave it on. I just watch it. See, and I feel, I, I honestly feel like that's how I, like, saw this so many times. And now, I would honestly avoid watching this. Because you're boring. I'm not boring. You have this no was boring. This was boring. This did not hold my interest because I feel like the story was just kind of hackneyed, put together. There was no real... And this also this did not get good reviews, either. Like, it's not like I'm, like, breaking any ground here. Like, I am in the majority. It's a cult classic. It's become one of those, like, gay icon movies. Well, yeah. I for mean, obvious reasons. For obvious um, reasons. I mean, like, soundtrack was cool. I, I know I get the... I get the... The visual effects at the time. Apparently, researching on this movie, there was an original ending that the audiences hated that was like like them finding Ernest with a bartender who he's lived with for so many years. Basically, like the ending of the movie without him dying, bartender being Tracy Ullman, which would have been interesting. Hmm. Um, and then Tracy like, Ullman. And then like, they did, everyone just lives happily ever under. Happily ever after. And, like, that was it. So this is a much better ending. And this movie, the saw. ending of this is just darker. Like, um, So Death Becomes Her is a 56 yep. on um, Rotten Tomatoes, which is that middle-of-the-road kind of movie. Like, There's just no fucking depth to, to anything. Um, all, the Isabel, all the Isabella Rossellini scenes. Good thing you didn't read the back of the box. <laughs> Fucked it up. Um, well, I liked her performance. And I like the character. Like, all those scenes just bothered me because they're just all this, like, like I said, this grandiose fluff of just posturing and and way too long of build-up when you could have spent more time having fun with, you know, fucking deaths and stuff. Uh, it just... just didn't dig at this go-around. Don't know what it was. Well, like you said, I'm a Zemeckis fan. I mean... You figure what other Zemeckis movies have we done so far? We did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, we've done Forrest Gump. Um, yep. We'll have others, of course, that we'll we'll tackle one day. But I don't know. I, I you know something that like I, I mentioned it earlier, and I think it really did affect me. And that's not to say that there's so much like pop culture and so many products now, especially on like TV and like like more recent movies. That just are filled with antiheroes is the wrong word, but just like not redeemable characters. Like yeah. Breaking Bad is my my second favorite television show of all time, and it's just filled with these flawed, awful people, and I love it. But for whatever reason, like it feels different because like you always have hope in this. Like Bruce Willis is the closest one, but he's still like choking Meryl Streep out with his bare hands 
on the top of a staircase and like left Goldie Hawn. You know, like there's just like nobody. It, there's nobody to fucking root for. You're just rooting for everybody to like wind up where they are, and then you get there, and it's like, oh, fuck. Now what? Yeah, they just all deserve that. No, okay, cool. Now what? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I think that was part of it. Was just it felt very like mean it and a lot of apathy instead of empathy. So you don't you don't yes, really relate to the characters or empath or empathize with them. You just don't really care what happens because there's no hero in this. Yeah, and, it, and it's all very like I said, like it's forced. Like there's no subtlety in this at all. Like there's not any at all. Even from the jump of Meryl Streep's this bad actress and everyone's walking out the play. And Bruce Willis, like, standing on his feet, like, the only person fucking clapping. And, like, you know where everything's going. They fucking bash you over the head with it. And then it happens, and then you're like, cool. I was, I, was, I was hoping that you were doing this to kind of swerve me. No, that's just all you got planned for me. Cool. All right. Let's move on. Okay. So, you know. Did you have a favorite scene, or? Um, I, I, I like. Like he's like I like the whole morgue scene. I like when, you know, from Meryl Street falling down the stairs and that whole reveal, and then, um, when the same thing with Goldie Hawn and stuff. Um, yeah, I just liked all of that. I do. I do like, you know, she gets shot and like the reveal of her like standing up in the hole, like that still looks really really good. There's there's still some of it. Yeah. Man, technology. And, like, when she sits on the couch and, like, the shovel goes through her. Yeah. Like, you know. Like, that stuff's cool. But, like, Meryl Streep's head, like, looking at her own ass. Yeah. You know, hasn't necessarily aged. Aged well, yeah. Great. It hasn't, no. But, hey, this one of the best visual effects at the Oscars. In the year came out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what else was it up against? No, okay, now I'm just curious. <laughs> like, what visual effects were we really dealing with here in 1992? Uh, let's look. Hold on. 1992 Academy Awards. Uh, the honoring films of 1992. Best picture was Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Best visual effects. It beat uh, Alien 3 and okay. Batman Returns. Okay. But I feel like again, both those are all going to be like mostly like practical effects. Yeah, this is very CGI. And actually, this movie made Meryl Streep never want to do anything with visual effects, like CGI-ish kind of effects because of how terrible it was of an experience because it was 1992. They didn't know what they were doing, really, with visual effects, so... Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's not... Yeah. It's only been made easier in the most recent years because of technology. Yeah. Um, so... So that's something. Man, what a year this was. The Best Picture nominees were Unforgiven, A Few Good Men, Son of a Woman... Howard's end in the crying game. Good cool. solid. Good solid you there. Um, can we get an MVP and LVP? Yeah. Uh, I'll let you start. I, I mean, you... I think I think Meryl Streep's the MVP of this movie. I think she is too. I think um, she's the MVP. She she I think has more character development. Blah, 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 more character development. Um, I'm immediately engaged with her rather than Goldie Hawn's character. Like I I don't know what it was, but just yeah, I just really enjoyed her performance from start to finish. The whole arc of you know her starting off as like the actress and the singing and everything, and then you know becoming 
the bad guy and, and old and then trying to find her youth again. and I don't, and like, I just liked all of it. I just really love Meryl Streep. In that this. is Meryl Streep's first MVP. What? Yep, first MVP for Meryl Streep. Um, what I'm, else have we seen her in? Uh, I think just Mamma Mia. Well, that's why. I think, yeah. Hey, but you know what? To be quite honest, Meryl Streep is in. A, you know, she's had way more nominations than she has wins for her Oscars, so that makes a little yeah, bit of sense. Yeah, that's just just consistently. I do want to say that Bruce Willis is very close to me. Bruce, Bruce Willis is really good. He plays at this very show. against type in this. He has he's probably my most my favorite part of the movie. Um, like I love him at the bar, like explaining like how he like, spray paints like patients. Like he plays such as like a fucking drunk, like out of it loser. He, like his like aghast reactions, like him not playing like the hero type mm-hmm. at all is fun to see. Um so yeah, I want to give him. I, yeah, and I also do. Want it to is give... Meryl Meryl Streep is the MVP. Oh yeah, but Bruce but... Willis is is a close second, especially like I just feel like this role is so different than anything else I've seen him in. Um. Yeah. You know, because especially, well, I guess more lately he's gone more back back into comedy, but you know, he's not. He's known as like an action movie star mm-hmm. rather than. A comedic star. Yeah. So I think that it's nice to see that change here. I also do want to give a shout out to the woman who played the maid. Why? Like the, <laughs> I just thought she did a good job bouncing off of both of them. Okay. Um, I just think she, she only had that one scene, but I'll agree with no, you. No, she said she she was in a couple scenes. Um, what scene she was in? I remember another. She was scene. in another scene earlier with Meryl Streep's character. I don't remember that at all, but. I'll take it. You were probably asleep. No, I was not. It was earlier. You were probably asleep, so I'm so glad I can actually say that on a podcast. If it was earlier, I was not. Um, I don't know. I, I liked her. Um, I just thought she did a good job. I thought that, yeah. I, I, I don't know why. I liked that bit part. I think she did a good job in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, she was fine. Uh, like I said, I liked Isabella Rosalini's performance. Yeah. Um, I liked her shirt. Her lack thereof. Um, so I liked her. Um, I don't like Goldie Hawn. Like, just in general, I think. I, I, I don't think I'm a big fan of Goldie Hawn either. I'm I trying to think what movies I've seen that I've liked her in. I mean, I'm not even a really big fan of Kate Hudson, so. <laughs> I think Kate Hudson affects my Goldie Hawn opinion. Um, no, I've seen Goldie Hawn and like, I mean, trust me, I saw all these shitty 90s movies with Goldie Hawn, like all the Steve Martin movies she did, all, like, I saw all of them because my parents saw them. Um, I, I think she was a good comedic actress, you know, in the Kurt Russell movies and, you know, earlier in the 80s uh, with like Private Benjamin and stuff, but I don't know, just in this, she just seemed very out of, like, out of, what's the phrase I'm looking for here? Out of her element? Out of place with Meryl Streep's level of acting. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that you can compare the two, to be quite No, honest. no, of course you can't. But, like, I, I didn't mind, the reason why I'm not, like, like, trumpeting her as the LVP, like, when she was in that fat suit and was, like, sitting there, like, watching Meryl Streep be, like, choked 
and like some of her facial expressions yeah, and stuff like her are good. Were I think like line good. delivery might not, might not have been like what I enjoyed the best, but I don't know who else would be LVP though. I mean, Fabio was in this, and he was one of uh, the bodyguards. Oh, Another one of the bodyguards was Nitro from American Gladiators. Let's I... make it him. No, we'll not. Goldie Hawn was forty-seven in this movie. Yeah, how old was Meryl? Was Meryl Streep younger? Meryl is Meryl Streep just younger in general? Um, no, I don't. She's, she's 69 now. What year was she born? 49. Uh, yeah, Meryl Streep is younger. Meryl Streep was... Uh, Goldie Hunt's born 45. Meryl Streep was 43 when this movie came out. Wow. Huh. They're both in their 40s. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know who else is the LVP here. Um, the guy who plays... Yeah, I don't know. It might have to be Goldie Hawn. Because everyone else like doesn't amount to much else. Right. There's the there's the guy who runs like the like the uh-huh. the college in place and like the woman who she first talked to. It's definitely not Cindy Pollock. I I I think uh, It's not like Meryl Streep's boyfriend. I think that anyone else could have been in that role. And it would have been either the same or better. So we're making a Goldie Hawn? I don't think there's... I, like, there's nobody else that had, like, two or three lines that bothered me enough to make it them. Yeah. And Fabio's in this. <laughs> this isn't a Fabio talk about fucking butter. I've looked at... I've looked at Goldie Hawn's... A brief overview of Goldie Hawn's filmography. Yeah, I think the first Wives Club is the only thing I really like her in. Alright, so Goldie Hawn's the LVP of Death Becomes Her. Surprising. Like, going into it, I was like, man, I don't like Goldie Hawn, but, like, I know, like, somebody else, like, you're gonna, like, trumpet somebody, and I'm gonna be like, okay, yeah, that's fine. No. I mean, I think she's a strong, like, like, best LVP candidate already. Sure, sure, sure. You know? She just kind of brought down, I think that's part of the reason why I didn't like it. She brought down stuff that... Yeah, but I think that it's fair to say that this was a good ensemble movie. No, not really. Like, cause well, the main else... four or five. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, everyone else, like her lover, the Dakota dude, he was fine. Oh, his name was Dakota? Fuck him. The, the psychologist was fine. Uh, the people at the, the Botox place were okay. Like, again, nobody really had much to do. Yeah. Um, this is the first film where computer-generated skin texture was used. Blue it's weird. screen technology. Yeah, and they, they used a lot of this uh, technology for Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Because if you peel that skin away, then it's just a dinosaur, Velociraptor. Yeah. Is that how Velociraptor sound? No. How do it they is. sound? Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't do those impressions. I do this one, though. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Greetings and salutations. Hi, Dr. T. Dr. T is in the house one more time. I've got a quick question for you, Dr. T. Yeah. We're talking about Death Becomes Her. Okay, I don't know what that is. It's a movie, and part of the movie, there, uh, Bruce Willis plays uh, Dr. Ernest. All right. He's a doctor. And yeah. He, he, he's a plastic surgeon, and uh-huh. he goes into... Um, you know, working on dead bodies and stuff like that. Okay. What are you a doctor of? Teeth. Like, like you're a dentist? Nope. Okay. What did you study in school? Teeth. 
But your name is Teeth, isn't it? Yeah. What are you a doctor of? I'm Dr. Teeth. And the electric man coming to a town near you. Like, is your... Is your doctor... Is your doctorate like an MD? Those are two letters. What movie we talking about? Death Becomes Her. That doesn't sound like proper English. It is. Oh, shows what I know. Great. You should probably go back to school even though you're a doctor. Probably had, you know, 17 years of school. Nah. Okay. Hey, hey, cool improv mullet. You're not supposed to deny as much as you deny. Douchebag. I asked you a lot of open-ended questions. The point of the character. I hate you. He's so funny. He just doesn't know. He's just a dumbass. Why are you, like, crying? Like, you made yourself laugh so hard you're crying at your own fucking terrible impression. Yep. He's just a funny guy. Dr. Teeth and I just get each other. He's cool. I need to get the fuck out of this house. I'm not taking a shower in the morning now just because I'm worried you're going to kill me in it. I'm going to strangle you with the shower curtain. No, you could not physically kill me. Like, yes, I could. No, you couldn't. Like, you'd have to poison me. No, I, no, I could. I got this bat right here. I'll beat you up. No. Smack you upside the head. Yes. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. No, break your nose, and then you're going to be... Par- no, you know what? I could. I just kick you in the dick. You're going to drop to your knees because you're so sensitive, whatever that's about, and then I'd be able to just... What was that? It was, I'm the nutball champion of the world. I got My penis is strong. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Jillian hurts because Jillian's got these small ass little baby feet that just get like every nook and cranny when she's. Do you she's... forget that I challenged you to nutball? Yeah. And, and I... you weren't the one that beat me. I know. Who I, beat... I... Who beat you? Who Robert Colomberti. Uh huh. Robert Colomberti ended my nutball career. I should start playing nutball again. You shouldn't. Look at how brilliant our child is. For those of you who don't know, nutball is a game where you sit across the room from one another. And throw an object at each other's groins and testicles. It's a sandal. Well, we threw a sandal. Because you're a you poor play, college student. You can play. Anything else. You can play with variety variety of balls. I think a jackass. They played with a dog bone once, which just looked like hell. They were also like in diapers. Um, and I was undefeated for how many years? Like three, four years. Like at a party, it was like a parlor trick. Like who wants to play nutball with me? All right, sit down. And like it's either until you quit or like you physically get knocked to the ground and just like. You couldn't beat me until finally one day Robert did it. And I was like, I'll quit when somebody beats me. And I quit. Man of my word. I take these things way too seriously. I've said it forever. This was about eight and years And then now I have a two-year-old child who's brilliant. This was eight years. She can count to of... ten. She knows her ABCs. She, can count to... she speaks two languages. She can count to 15. She says help. full sentences. My kid's great. It's all... I'm blaming. I'm... I am giving Nutball the credit. I think I had a little bit to Whatever do with it. Whatever dumbass kid I would have had <laughs> before injuring my... I, I think your eight-year uh, abstention from, from nutball is, is what did oh, it. It just takes that long for everyone to kind of, like, everything to stew in there and, like, figure itself out. I really can't stand you. <laughs> Anything else on Death Becomes Her? I have seven types of kitchen knives I could use to murder you. And who bought them for you? You're welcome. So they can't trace it back to me. I didn't buy them. You use the red one. It's going to be harder to see the blood initially. I'm sure DNA and stuff is going to be on there. But why am I helping you? 
I don't need your help. Trust me. I've watched I've watched enough Law and Order SVU. I know what I'm doing. Would you want to live forever? Yes. Like even if like like yeah. obviously like when we're like 130, nope. it's going to suck. Like we're going to be no. so fucking old, can't do anything. I I I'm terrified. Uh-huh. Of death. Uh-huh. And dying. Yep. I, I don't know if I've ever talked about about it on the show, but it, so that gives me a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's getting me upset just thinking about talking about it. Um, so if I had the alternative of always having a consciousness, then I that's what I would pick. Okay. What about you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're giving me shit? No, but I meant like... No, I wasn't giving you shit for that. What was I giving you shit for? You said, oh, even if we're like 130 and well. No, no, I wasn't trying to give you shit. I was just trying to like clarify like the reality of it. You know what I mean? Like, Look, with modern medicine, we might live to be 130. We might not make it to t- past 2030 with the way this world's going. So. How old will I be in 2030? 2030, that is 12 years from now. Holy shit. Uh, you will be 43? 44. 44, yeah. Unless something drastic changes. But don't worry, it's okay. That's not going to happen because God now is going to grant me the joy of seeing you get to retirement age. So, Let me talk at the beginning of the show. I know. Make sure you're old so you could remember. Score time for Death Becomes Her. Um, I go first. Man, I a movie that I thought held a better place in my heart was kind of tainted by this viewing of it. Um, I didn't necessarily enjoy it. I think I can appreciate it to a certain extent, but I don't think it's necessarily well made in terms of story and in terms of execution. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with a five and a half. Oh, wow. I'm going low here. I was going to give it a seven. Seven? Okay. Because it is terrible. I mean, it's a, it, it's not great. It's not in the... 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die book, I don't think. <laughs> Random ass reference. I don't know. Every time I do research on a movie, if it's like one of those quote-unquote amazing movies, it's always like, is, is, is listed in 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die book. Like, always, like, without fail, it says that. So I feel like this wouldn't be in there. Um, but it's a, it's a classic. It does hold a special place in my heart. I didn't find too much flaw with it like you did. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it, so I'm going to give it a 7. Okay, so it's a 6.25 is the average score for Death Becomes Her. Next week we will do Repulsion to wrap up our spooky season of, uh, of uh, Halloween. And after that we're going to try to get back into some normalcy. Um, of course, there's not a lot of Thanksgiving movies, but also Thanksgiving this year is Jillian's second birthday. So I think we're going to do another, like, family childhood. You know what we should do for Jillian's birthday? Mm-hmm. We should go upstairs and let her pick out a movie. It's not fair, because she can only read, she can only reach, like, the bottom, the bottom two But, like, shelves. you know, like, we'll try to watch the movie with her. Like, we'll just pick, like, a fan, like, every year for... We do have, like, a Big Bird or Sesame Street kind of movie mm, up there. It's not go crazy. I'm just saying, like, like... Like, whatever we... Like, let's pick something and let's try to watch it as a family for her birthday. We'll have to do it the weekend before my parents get here, though. Only if she can record with us. That's going to be a shit show. 
She says full sentences now and can count to 15. She just repeats mostly what we say, though. That's well, okay. As evident by her saying, God damn it, earlier when I said, God damn it. But to be fair. What? To be I, fair, what? I mean, that's, what? that's like a three what? syllable word. That's just impressive. <laughs> Um, all right, so my nomination. Um, so my, I'm like I said, I'm gonna nominate two movies that again are from the '90s that I've watched way too much in my life. You probably have never seen either one of these, oh. or if you have, you've just watched them because I put them on when they were on Comedy Central or some bullshit movie channel, and I wanted to watch them and relive my childhood. Oh, so, great! So bullshit movie coming up. So cool. the two movies I am nominating are. The Chase. The fuck is that? It's a nineteen ninety three comedy with Christy Swanson, Charlie Sheen, Henry Rollins, uh, Carrie Elwes, Ray Wise. It's got a great cast. Great cast. It's basically a spoof of action news, live coverage, and whatnot. I okay. think I think you've seen it before. Mm. Or Trapped in Paradise. A, I think it's 1994-1995 comedy with Nicolas Cage, John Lovitz, and Dana Carvey. As Let's a, go with that one. You're going to go with that one? What is it called? Trapped in Paradise. Yeah. Is the name of the movie. Uh, Rich and I love this movie to death. Oh, let's go with the other one. What? <laughs> well, no, for real, what are you going with here? No, yeah, Trapped in Trapped Paradise. In Paradise? All right, so Trapped in Paradise is the movie we're going for. It's a, and it's also... Oh, hey! It's, oh, fuck, it's a bank robbery Yeah, movie. it is! All right! God damn it, I did not think this Chalk through. one up for Samantha! Shit. I'm gonna ruin your childhood. Well, it's better... We might as well just round the rest of my life out. <laughs> Stop giving me such good setups but to when spike I them say, back but in your when face. when I say things like this, people can hear that I'm Joey. They can hear the humor. I'm a good actor. Look, listen. Let me finish. They can hear the humor. They can hear the love in my voice. They can hear that I'm being playful and nice. When you when you say shit... Oh, you just talked to me. Oh, <laughs> you just hit me. When you it's say... It's on record. She struck me. When you say shit, it sounds like you mean it, that you're... An asshole. I'm a really good actor. I You're know, not that good of an actor. I know my tones. You're not that good of an actor. Earnestly, when you are not that good of an actor. Those who can't act direct. You're not that good of an Whoa, actor. Oh, I directed because I could do both. I'm just really good. Mm-hmm. Also, you're here because you want to fuck a director. Thank you for listening to the episode of Married with Movies. Check us out on our website, arcadeaudio.net. All the podcasts, internet worker shows are available wherever you get your podcasts on a weekly basis. Like I said earlier, patreon.com slash arcade audio for bonus content. How come you're not making eye contact with me during these plugs? I have to burp, and I'm trying to focus on anything else. Um, to get your bonus episode on Halloween, Practical Magic, and get all the bonus content from Arcade Audio, send us an email, meritedmovies at gmail.com. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook. Don't forget about the poll for the 2014 Mullet Awards on arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets. And we'll be back next week for our other spooky, scary Halloween show. One of us will be back next week. Oh, man, if it is you, it's going to be rough. I'm going to go kill myself. No, you're not. Don't take that satisfaction away from me. (laughs) 
for a mullet. Gotta be quick. This is mullet. Signing out for Meredith. Movies will catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I'm like Don Rickles. Like, he just can't get to me. I'm Mr. Warmth. Now, now that we've lost Don Rickles, I am the new Mr. Warmth. No, you're not. What's my nickname, then? Douchebag. That's so creative. You keep hitting me. I didn't hit you. I flicked you. you flicked I flicked me. you. It, those, those hurt. Does it? Yes. You're a pussy. I see me. I see me. Actress, woman, star, and lover. Sister, sweetheart, slave, and mother. I see me. And I like what I see. Virgin, temptress, dream of others. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.